Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. This episode of the Absolute Sports Betting Degeneracy Podcast is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Don't know about MyBookie? They are redefining the gaming scene for both sports betting and online casino games. Sign up at MyBookie.ag using the promo code ABSOLUTEDGEN to claim a deposit match up to $1,000. That is right, $1,000. Absolute Sports Betting Degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Saturday morning, which means we're talking the National Football League Week 9. Max, what is going on? Man, this is technically like halfway through the season right. after this week. I mean, uh, at this point, I'm pretty sure every game, every team has played eight games after this uh, week, so it's the midway point of the season. Can we start actually making uh, predictions about things? Can we Do we know anything about these teams? Are the teams who they are? Do we feel confident in our bets? Uh, who knows? Who the fuck knows? <laughs> I'll never, I'll never <laughs> feel confident in my bets, Max. It's just, it is what it is. The numbers say it, and let's do it. In every quarter of the season, though, you know, you think you know something. Well, you, you think you know something before the season. Then you think you know something after week one, and then after four games, like okay, I know something. And now it's like halfway through the season. It's like, do I know? Do I really know anything? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Richard? I think we know a couple things without question. The Cowboys suck. The Jets suck. The Giants suck. The Rams are up and down. The Dolphins are probably better than most people thought they were going to be. I'd say the same goes with the Steelers. We found out Lamar can't really win the big game. That hasn't changed. So what you thought you knew before, you you still kind of know. Yeah. Kansas City still has the number one player in the league and Patrick Mahomes. But you got some young quarterbacks like Kyle Murray trying to make their mark. You have a renaissance year. From uh, my man, Russell Wilson, they're letting him cook and uh, he's doing some cooking cooking for sure. So we'll see if that can last because he likes to, I think he's one of those front runners that sometimes fades a little down the stretch. Mm. Mm. I'll have to ask Sierra about that. Uh, It's just the three of us today, Max. I I didn't even know if you're going to make mention of that. I I, I listen. You know, I thought you were just going to go with the show without mentioning that the Panthers not here. I toyed with the idea. I toyed with it. (laughs) Well, that's only the treatment I get. eh? I get. (laughs) (laughs) No, listen. You know, a few weeks ago, I I had to take off to you know uh, spend some time with the family, and that's what Panthers do. And he's spending time with the family, so can't fault fault him for that. I mean, I want to fault him for many other things. I want to fault him for bad cell phone reception. And, and bad picks, but I won't fault him for spending time with his family. I would never do that. No, no. Or maybe talking into his headset or handset and not muting it and having the volume too loud. I mean, those are all faults. 
those are all false. Listen, you know, you can download and listen to every single episode, and you know that I'm high road max when 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 Panther misses a show. I never, I never take it to him when he misses a show. It is a known fact that uh, uh, he and I, since the beginning of this show, uh, have had a long running uh, back and forth when when one of us misses a show. So, uh, part time Panther. That's all I got to say. There you go. All right. Well, we do have some games to talk about. Only. Th- three of us so let's get to it we are looking at seattle buffalo first up seattle opened up minus two and a half and that's when you liked them max now they're three do you still like them now hmm it's an interesting question uh I, we did cover this one a bit twice i feel yeah. we, we covered this in the early lines and then we covered it again on the dfs show on wednesday and yeah my sentiment's the same uh, Josh Allen has not looked right for the last few weeks, and I think this is his chance to break out again. The Seahawks defense gives up 359 yards per game in the air. The Bills haven't had over 300 yards passing since week four. Something's going to give there. A uh, few things to note about Seattle's defense, though, is Jamal Adams is coming back. He hasn't played for about four weeks, and they made an acquisition for Carlos Dunlap. Uh, from the Bengals, I believe. And I think he's going to start for that defensive uh, front. And uh, I think they'll put some pressure on Allen, which means he's going to have to get rid of the ball early uh, and try to exploit that that Seattle's weak secondary. Offensively for Seattle, I think they should be able to move the ball in the Bills, especially, you know, Russell Wilson, as, as Rich just mentioned, is just phenomenal. Uh, he's, he's, the, he's the game plan. He is the game plan. Give the ball to Russell Wilson, have him win the game for you. You know, I despise the Seahawks. I think they're a flawed team. They have lucked their way into wins this season, but you just cannot deny that their offense is really fucking good, and they're going to put up points against Buffalo this week. They're a road favorite against a 500 team. Not usually a situation I like to bet on, but I like them earlier in the week at the minus 2.5. I still like the minus three. I will bet Seattle mm. here. Yeah, that's a close one for me. I think Seattle wins, but I don't really think they cover. The one weakness that the Buffalo Bills seem to have on their defense is stopping the run. Their pass defense is actually okay. And that's the one thing that Seattle's pretty good at, throwing the ball. They're not really been effective running the ball, though, especially with <clears throat> like their whole stable of running backs is maybe not going to play except for a guy named DJ Dallas. Love the name. Seems like he should be starring in adult films. But certainly uh, he, he did okay last week, averaging like 2.3 yards per carry. Caught a touchdown, ran one in, um, but wasn't really effective running the ball. I think this is going to be a close game, probably settled by a field goal one way or the other. I'm just going to lean Seattle. You are going to lean. Mm-hmm. You got scared off. I think you were. I think you were tilting towards Buffalo earlier in the week. Yeah, a little scared off. I just, you know, Josh Allen. I think he's going to have a good game, a nice bounce back game. I don't know what the weather's going to be like in Buffalo. I think it'll be pretty nice because it's really nice in Chicago, and yeah. they're not much different over there. Our weather yesterday will be probably their weather, or today will be their weather tomorrow, and it's beautiful here. So it's going to be like a summertime football game in, in Buffalo. I, I think, um, I guess I'm just going to slightly lean them. Yeah. I'm going to just ever so slightly lean Buffalo here, plus a three. It's, you know, when you put the numbers in, it comes out close. This game should be close. I don't really want to side. So I'm, I'm, I, it's just a lean for me on the Bills. Uh, Max, this one is now sitting about 55, up from 52. 
Yeah, I got this one going over, man. Mm-hmm. I got Seattle winning 34 to 25. So that is a total of 59. So a couple points over for me. Uh, my over under has been solid this season, man. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, mm-hmm. and, and my metrics seem to, you know, be spot on. We'll see if it starts falling off midway through the season. <laughs> I have the game uh, scoring 59 points, too. I, I, I sent a, I wrote a little robot script so I can go steal Max's stuff. So I think yeah, I'm nice. be, yeah. my totals will be his totals today. So I'm over, too. You're gonna, this is just a lean for you, right? Yeah, it doesn't, sco- it doesn't pass the threshold. I, I'm looking for like my thing to have at least six points differential Oof. before I say I'm going to bet one way or the other. I'm on the over here as well. Uh, not quite as strong as you guys, but it does definitely go over by about a point, point and a half. So... There it is. Kiss of death over. <laughs> Denver, Atlanta next up. Atlanta opened up minus four. They're minus four. Yeah, it's safe to say that I have some trust issues with the Falcons, but things have looked much better for them since firing Dan Quinn. Yes, they did have that boneheaded gaff by Todd Gurley against the Lions a few weeks back. But other than that, this is a team that's playing some pretty good defense now. They're producing just enough offense to win some games. And this one is a winnable game for them. Uh, Drew Locke has looked better, but he's still a bottom-tier quarterback in this league who completes only 58% of his passes. The Falcons' defense has been putting pressure on quarterbacks lately. I think uh, half their season total of sacks, I think they've had six six sacks in their last three games. That's half their season total. <laughs> but it's made their secondary look much better than it actually is. So for the Broncos to be able to compete, possibly win this one you know what they need to do they need to run the ball something they can do something that you can do against atlanta they have problems defending the run that said uh, denver despite their ability to run the ball have not been able to control the clock at all this season so to me uh, i'm looking at atlanta's offense they can set the tone they can move the ball in the air they can move the ball on the ground too it's not dynamic you would not call the atlanta offense dynamic anymore but it's effective. So again, I don't love the Falcons here, but I like them enough to bet them as well. I will take Atlanta here to cover. Atlanta to cover. Well, let's see. At home this year, they've won by one. Well, they lost by one to Detroit. They lost by seven to Carolina. They lost by four to Chicago. And they got beat pretty handily by Seattle. So they're not really, for whatever reason, a very good home team. I do agree they've been playing better since the coaching change, but they're still not, a, I don't think, a very good team, despite having a lot of very good parts. Denver seems to me to be a team on up and on the, uh, maybe not on the rise, but better than people think they are. Vic Fangio, I think, is a coach that doesn't get enough credit for what he brings to the table. His defenses always seem to be prepared, and that's the one area where I think they can do okay. I think they'll limit Atlanta's opportunities to score, stay in the game. I don't think they're going to win the game, but I mean, I can see Atlanta being Atlanta ahead by like 10 and then Denver scoring a late touchdown to get back in the game. So I'm going to lean the Broncos. You are going to lean them. All right, got that in. Man, this is this is wild. <laughs> Denver's going to Denver's going to lose by a point or by two touchdowns, and I'm not sure which one. Uh so I'm yeah, shit. I'm going to lean the Falcons here. I I don't have enough faith. Denver's that team that are going to look bad one week and then they'll look like world beaters the next, I fear. That's just oof. They they're, they're going to be a little bit bipolar. 
All right. Uh, the total open at 47 and a half. It's shot up to 50 max. Um, at 47 and a half, it's almost, almost a dumb push. I don't know how that half point comes into play, but <laughs> at 50, it's an under for me. I have the Falcons winning this one 27 to 20 for a total of 47. I'm at 52, so I'm slightly over. It's not enough, not my six to go one way or the other, but just slightly over. And that's just a lean. You're not going to bet that. Just leaning, no. I have a couple over and under bets that are coming up. Okay. Look at that. Getting teased. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to just, I'm tilting the under here. (laughs) Just a lean for me. Uh, I like that hell of a lot more, 47 and a half. But at 50, it's, it's, I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's going the wrong way. It's worrying me. So. Just an, it's just a lean. What is it? Is the money coming in solid on the over here? On the over? Yeah. Hmm. I, I hate check. to. I mean, we got. To, no, there's no, no Panther we here. Time. We got time. Yeah, to kill. No I mean, no, listen, Rick, Rick I'm just curious about, because I had yeah. it on the under at 47 and a half and I, and I liked it. I felt okay about it. And then it shot up to 50. Yeah. We're just going to talk about the Breeders' Cup. How, how the Breeders' Cup goes. Oh, let's not talk about that. <laughs> do, we, do we have to talk about that? Let's I think not. I had like the worst day. So that means today. It's going to be. I'm either going to be like just unstoppable or I'm going to go to the top of my house and jump. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Three fourths of the money is on the over. Okay. I guess that makes sense. Okay. What are they seeing? Okay. Well, (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to look into that a little bit. But there's this, this was illusion, this mirage that Atlanta's this offensive juggernaut. They're not that anymore. That's not what they are. That's, I mean, they have Matt Ryan, they've got Julio Jones. These guys can connect. But that's like Raheem Morris doesn't have these guys playing to score points. He has them playing to win the game. There's a difference. Like Dan Quinn is just like, I'll just score points. We'll outscore the other team because his defense was so flawed. Raheem Morris is like, no, our defense isn't that bad. Like, let's just change some change some plays up. Let's put some pressure on the quarterback. Let's control the ball. And that's what they've been doing. You you look at their time of possession over the last three weeks. It's gotten better and better and better every single game. They're trying to control the ball. So I don't see how this is going to be an over. So I don't know what they're seeing. Okay, that's all right. I feel better about the more than the the line. That's 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 it. That's simple. (laughs) All right. Next up, Chicago, Tennessee. Uh, Titans open up minus six. They're minus six and a half. Yeah, if Nick Foles wants to have a big game and prove that he deserves to be that starter for the Bears, I think this is a game to do it in. The Titans defense, particularly their secondary, can be beat. Uh, There's even more questions surrounding the health of their secondary, so I think this makes the opportunity for the Bears even better. That said, the Bears' offensive line is absolute trash right now. If if Foles cannot release that ball fast enough, he's going to end up on his back a lot of this game. I think the Bears defense is gonna they're gonna have to pick up the slack really like they do every week. They're gonna have to try to contain Derrick Henry on the ground. They gotta hope that paying all that attention to him doesn't free up Ryan Tannehill to have a big game. Uh I do think the Titans win this one. Covering it, uh I I'm not quite there. Um I th- I have them covering it. I do. I have them covering this one. I just I don't have a lot of faith in it, though. I will lean Tennessee. They they should cover this one. You got mm. them covering by a fair amount, don't you? I got them covering by eight. I okay, got them covering yeah. by eight. I do. I have them covering by eight. It's you know, it's not enough for me to to bet. And I just something seems a little weird or off about this one. I can't, I can't put my finger on it though. I think the uh, the Bears are actually going to cover in this game. 
the like I said when we talked about it earlier in the week, the um, the Bears have a good defense. There's that's what they're when you think of a team and you think of the Bears this version, you think hey crappy gimmicky offense, <laughs> and then you think of their defense and their defense is going to be pretty solid. It seems to me Tannehill is kind of peaked for his. Um, like that run that he was on where he looked like he was an all-world beater playing maybe way above his mean is starting to regress a little bit back to who who he is, who we thought he is. <laughs> and I think they'll be able to control Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's had a couple really big games against weaker defenses. He hasn't really shined against great defenses. I think he's going to struggle for his yards. It's going to make it a little bit more difficult for Tannehill. And the Bears – the one thing Tennessee can't do is get you off the field on third down. I think they're letting the opposing team convert something like 60% of third downs. So the Bears should be able to stay on the, uh, on the field a little bit longer than usual, give Nick Foles a chance to maybe get a couple extra field goals and keep them in the game. So I'm actually going to bet the Chicago Bears here. Wow. Betting the gimmicks. I'm going to lean Tennessee here. At six, I, I did like them. At six and a half, I'm a little worried. That hook does scare me. I have Tennessee just like Max covering this game pretty easily, but I don't know. I don't like it. Six and a half, too much. Hey, it's just it's it's a weird like like I I see where Rich's yeah. head is at here. Mm-hmm. I do like even though my numbers say that the Tennessee should win and cover this one. I I, I I'm having a hard time disagreeing with Rich. I know, said. I know, I know. <laughs> All right, the total in this one is 47, right? Yeah, 40, yeah, 47. It's up from like 46 and a half. Yeah, again, if I, if I have the Titans winning by eight here, uh, this is this isn't over for me because I have them scoring 30. I got Chicago scoring 22. Yeah, that's together. That's 52. That, that, that's an overplay for me. To me, this is a tight game. I have the score uh, at 20. Five to twenty. Uh, hold on, man. I'm clicking on the wrong sheet because I'm a crazy old man. I have the score twenty-one for the Bears, twenty-five for the Titans, coming in at forty-six, two points under. So I'm just going to lean under in this game. And for me to cover, probably the game does have to go under for the Bears to cover. Yeah, if it gets out of control, I think you're right. I've got this going slightly over still, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna lean the over. All right. Next up, we've got Detroit at Minnesota. Vikings opened up minus three and a half. They're minus four now. Uh, Big news in this game is that Matthew Stafford is on the COVID-19 list and won't start unless he keeps passing those COVID tests. So it's quite possible that he could start. But right now, it seems that they're looking at either Chase Daniel or David Blau to get the start this week. I think that would be a big blow to this Lions team. But maybe not if you're facing this shaky Vikings defense. I think the the other issue for the Lions, though, is Kenny Galladay won't play. So I think you got to expect Marvin Jones Jr. to have another big game. Uh, the other storyline in this one, of course, is Adrian Peterson matching up against his team, uh, his former team, the team he played most of his career on. He has yet to beat the Vikings in the two games he's played against them. So let's see if he can buck that trend and, and actually beat his former team. I'm not sure about that. I think uh, Kirk Cousins has has a trend of just shredding Matt Patricia's defense. Last season, if you just look at what Cousins did, it was five TDs, no interceptions, 600 yards. So uh, he, he he seems to 
step up against Patricia and, and Detroit. Uh, this season has not been too kind to Cousins, but I think this is this is a chance for him and the Vikings to get back-to-back divisional wins and, and show that they can compete. Or it could be a tie because this is a game that I have as a pretty even matchup. And with the uncertainty, uh, uncertainty of Stafford, uh, maybe if, if Stafford is playing, I, I could lean more towards the Lions uh, to win this one. But I'm still leaning towards them to cover. I can't bet them, but yeah, I'll, I'll take the four points with the Lions. I think they can keep it within a field goal. I think it's all going to come down, obviously, to Matthew Stafford. If Matthew Stafford plays, I think it's a pretty close game. Kirk Cousins shredding Matt Patricia's defense or not, I think what's going to end up happening, like last week, it's going to be the Dalvin Cook show in Minnesota. They, uh, he's He is their offense right now. The guy has been phenomenal when he's on the field. And Detroit's kind of struggled, giving up 130 yards on the ground uh, per game. So I, I can see Dalvin Cook left, Dalvin Cook right, eating up some clock. The game's staying kind of close. If Matthew Stafford plays, I expect that they'll keep it close, and I would lean Detroit. If Matthew Stafford doesn't play, then I would just totally avoid this game and and maybe bet the over, whatever that is, and the player props for Dalvin Cook. All right. Um, Stafford starts. If he starts, I want to bet Detroit plus the four. If he doesn't start, uh, yeah, I'm going to just erase that, erase that. So I'm not going to pull the trigger. I I'm pulling the trigger for the show. I'm not really going to the sports book right now. I'm betting it until I'm no for certain. Yes or no on Stafford. But right now I'm taking that plus four. That was, that was actually with me too. Like yeah. I, I, this morning, you know, I, I was locking in my bets for the show. And at the same time, I lock in my bets over at my bookie. Right. And so I was looking at this lions game and I was about to lock in bet for the lions and the Stafford thing just, you know, gave me pause. So I'll see what it is tomorrow by tomorrow. It might be a bet for me on the lines as well. If Stafford's out and that line explodes, I still Oof. may take Detroit. I, I'm I might sure. take Detroit if, if that line if that line gets worse. I still might take Detroit because I, I listen. I, I have them. I'll tell you in a second when we get to the totals. I have this as a really close game. Okay. All right. Well, the total is fifty-two and a half. As such, at fifty-two and a half, um, I do have this going over because I have the Vikings scoring twenty-eight and I have the Lions scoring twenty-eight. We're going to get a tie. This is going to be a tie <laughs> this week. Uh, that's fifty-six points, so that is an over. Oddly, I have it close to a tie too, but just a little bit different in terms of score. I have Detroit twenty-nine and a half. I don't know how they got a half. It must be for the hook. And uh, twenty-eight point eight for the Minnesota Vikings. But again, that's dependent on uh, Matthew Stafford playing. If Matthew Stafford plays, I- I'm going to bet the over here. If he doesn't play, like Arch says, I'm just going to erase that thought from my mind. <laughs> I want a piece of the over, too. I don't have it a tie, you dumb bastards. I've got it uh, like 28-27. So. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. I have a 28.8 to 27.5. Yeah. You dumb amazing. That, That's not a tie. We, we are all like right in that area, though. Like If I have 28-28, you got yeah. what, 28-27? You got what, 29-28? I mean, th- th- this is... I think we're <laughs> we're in the right vicinity there. Yeah. Oh, Sex Panther was it was here. He'd be on the under then. It sounds like a six to three game to yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. All <laughs> over it. Yeah. 
All right, next up, this is the fun one. This is the one I've been looking forward to talking about. Baltimore going to Indianapolis. The Ravens opened up minus two and a half. Now it's either a pick 'em or it's the Colts minus one. Yeah, despite what Arch says, the Colts do have a good defense. And especially, okay. especially against the run. Uh, but I think that's going to be tested this week as Ravens rookie J.K. Dobbins is going to look to have another 100-yard rushing uh, week. He managed to do it last week against the Steelers. So it's going to be interesting to see if he can do it again. The Ravens, they have some offensive line injuries, so it could make it a challenge for him and could also put Lamar Jackson in a lot of broken play situations. I think I think we can say that Jackson's been good this season, but he hasn't been great. I, I think this is the chance for him to step up and show off his former MVP abilities if he can beat up on the Colts, a playoff-bound team, a above 500 team. I think they need that because it's not something the Ravens do. The Ravens do not beat teams above 500. For Indy, I think they win by limiting the turnovers and by having solid play by Phillip Rivers. In essence, those are two conflicting statements right there. Those things often go hand in hand because Philip Rivers tends to have a really good game when he's not turning the ball over. Colts unbeaten at home. Baltimore undefeated on the road this season. One of those things should end today or not because guess what? I have another tie. <laughs> so I will lean the Ravens getting that one point. I think the Colts are a good team, but perhaps they're not as good as their record indicates. I mean, if you take a look at who they beat this year, they started off with a loss at Jacksonville. They beat a Minnesota team at that time that couldn't get out of their own way. They beat the Jets, and I, I, I think the only team that might not beat the Jets right now is my Cowboys, but even then I'm not 100% sure. I think the Bears' win on the road was their best win uh, on the year. And then they struggled against Cleveland. They kind of struggled against Cincinnati, and they beat Detroit. So that that's not what I would call a sterling resume. Baltimore might not be able to beat the great teams, but they can beat most other teams. I think they beat Indianapolis outright. And if I'm, I mean, at minus one, I'll t- at plus one, I'll take the point because the money line's not enough. But if that line keeps moving the other way. I think Baltimore wins this game straight up. I'm going to bet the Baltimore Ravens. It's a lean for me on Baltimore because Max is right. 500 teams in Baltimore don't mix very well at all. And that was kind of my question I was going to ask, Rich. You alluded to it. When you have the weakest strength of schedule in the entire NFL, do you have the best anything? You really well, you have the best luck in terms of drawing a schedule. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> All right, the total in this one is 50 and a half. Down, no, sorry. Up from 48 and a half. 48, oh, 48, 48 and a half. I'm sorry, I went a little too far. I was I was fixated on the Carolina-Kansas City game for some reason. 48 and a half. Uh, I have this going over. I have the Ravens 27, Colts 27. Hmm. That's a total of 54 there. For me, for me, I have this game um, going under. I have Baltimore winning 27, but I don't have the Colts getting as high as you do, Panther. I'm Panther. <laughs> yeah, right. Max. <laughs> I have them only hitting 17, so that puts them at 44. That's under. Not enough for me. One thing I forgot to mention is Baltimore does have a decent defense. They're going to put some pressure on Phillip Rivers. I think you can count on regular Phil to show up um, and have a couple turnovers. All right. 
That's just a lean for you, or are you going to pull the trigger there? Just a lean. Okay. I'm going to, you know, at 47, I'm on the over. 48 and a half, I'm on the under. So, it, it, I mean, obviously, this is just a lean, because I'm not getting any kind of wiggle room here. But I'm going to lean the under here. All right. Next up, we have the Carolina Panthers going to Kansas City. Carolina opened up plus 11 and a half. They're plus 10 and a half now. Yeah, KC continues to rack up points against subpar teams and enter into the picture this week. Carolina. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Panthers got off to an unexpected good start to the season, but their lackluster play has caught up with them. Uh, Offense has just sputtered. They've averaged only 19 points per game over their last three. The Chiefs, 35 points per game over their last three. Carolina will get Christian McCaffrey back to their lineup today. So as Rich mentioned on the DFS show, he could be a non-factor or he could just run all over KC today. Uh, ankle injuries are a bit of an unknown, but the opportunity should be there against the Chiefs 29th ranked run defense. Defensively for the Panthers, though, they've got a really young secondary and I think they're going to be in for a rough day. Andy Reid unleashed Mahomes last week against the Jets. If he does it, Again, this week, you're talking about Carolina needing to control a quarterback that has a 21-1 to TD to interception ratio this season. Uh, That all said, I I still think it's a tad bit too many points for me. But listen, I say this way too often with KC. Every every week I'm wrong. I say it's too many points. And every week KC proves me wrong. So feel free to fade me on this one, but I will lean Carolina getting the 10.5. I think the number's pretty close. At least that's what my numbers say in terms of the um, power rankings and how I go about making the against the line picks. I, I, I think Kansas City, if they wanted to, they could probably win this game by 20. I think they'll probably win the game by like 13, 14. Not enough for me to bet, but enough for me to lean. I'm going to lean the Kansas City Chiefs. All right. Yeah, I'm going to lean Carolina to plus those points. It's so many points. And I, I'm, I'm in the same boat as Max. Every week I'm saying double digits too much. If it was any team but Kansas City, I'd probably be betting against them. And they keep covering. So, yeah, just, just a lean for me here on the Carolina Panthers. Uh, the total in this one is 53 up from 51. Um. It's a dumb push. I guess you go slightly over. Slightly I guess over. you go slightly over for me because I have this uh, Chiefs 31, Panthers 22. So I have it at 53, but if I'm looking at my spreadsheet, you know, with, with the uh, the percentage points, it goes slightly over. Um, but yeah, this is, this is kind of like a dumb push for me. I have this game uh, an absolute under. I'm going to actually bet the under here. I think the Kansas City defense will throttle even the Christian McCaffrey version of the Carolina Panthers. I know you can run on them and if that's how Carolina plans on winning the game, they're going to have to their their best defense will be to keep the offense on the field if they can for the entire game. Um, so they're going to run 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 try to control the clock, short passing game. I think they're going to eat up the quarters and then they'll kick a field goal. Uh I I'm going to bet the under here. Yeah, it was it surprised me when I got this one spit out. This was decisively under for me as well. It was like five, six points, uh, you know, for under the uh, total. So shit. Yeah, I'd like the under an awful lot too, Rich. I want a piece of that as well. Max, if I wanted a piece of the under, where would I look? 
you could head over to my bookie. That's where I headed this morning. That's where I placed my NFL weekly bets. So whether you are new to online sports betting or a seasoned pro, my bookie strives to create the absolute best online betting experience for all of their customers. So easy to use. Again, I just, I'm on my phone. I'm looking at my spreadsheet. I'm plugging them in, plugging in my bets. So easy. A few clicks away. You deserve to bet with the best. Head over to mybookie.ag. Sign up now using the promo code ABSOLUTEDGEN. You can claim a deposit match dollar for dollar all the way up to 1000 Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DGEN's proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy, insane, maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DEGENS to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. It is a bonus designed to give you a little help and a head start to a winning season. That is promo code ABSOLUTEDGEN for you to claim your bonus when you make your deposit. Sign up today. Listen, big weekend. NCAA football today. UFC today. Breeders' Cup. Hopefully a better day today. (laughs) NFL full slate tomorrow. So head over to my bookie and you know get those all in. I tell you, man, like I I was mentioning off air uh, to Panther uh, that – the my bookie app for on the phone to place bets on horse racing really really good so easy so intuitive you know i mean you just got to get the picks right yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) so it's so easy my bookie so easy even sex panther can figure it out that that was my point yeah yes that that was my point is he was worried about that no no no, man just you open up the browser it's 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 like anyone could do it yeah, that's Panther could do it. Yeah, well, we need to pitch that to my bookie. That should be their tagline from now on. Should be. <laughs> well, maybe if Panther's betting on horses, maybe now I know why I had such a shit day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up in uh, the NFL, we've got Houston Jacksonville in a game that terrifies me. Houston opened up minus six and a half. They're minus seven now. It should terrify you. It does. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Mustache out for the Jags. Jake Luton free will get the start instead. Uh, should be a no-brainer. You bet the Texans, right? Just no-brainer. Absolutely. This is a Panther <laughs> play. This is a Panther play right here. Bet the Texans. Not so fast, right? Texans offense has looked 
better since they jettisoned Bill O'Brien, but they still allow their opponents to control the tempo of the game. Uh, simply speaking, their defense needs to step up if you expect them to cover this one because they haven't so far this season. Deshaun Watson should get his. I think he's going to have a day against this poor Jaguars defense. David Johnson might finally be able to break out for a big game. Jacksonville's 28th against the run in rushing yards allowed per game. Johnson almost had 100 yards rushing against them last time they played. So to me, this is the square sucker play of the day. This is a Houston team trending up. This is a rookie quarterback, a sixth-round rookie quarterback for Jacksonville. you got a bad Jaguars defense, but guess what? I ain't there. I'm going to lean the Jaguars with oh. the points here. I almost bet the Jaguars here. I'm going to lean them with the points. Did you say square sucker play? Big time. Yeah, I I, I was on those big time the other day and went one and two. Not bad. Um, Not bad. <laughs> Well, I had a plus 200 uh, soccer game the night before, so I, I had a little bit of wiggle. Oh, room. okay. There you go. I had a little bit of extra in my account uh, to go along with my bonus. Uh, I think this game is going to be a highlight reel for my man, Deshaun Watson. He's going to put up a ton of fantasy points. He's my actual number one play must have if you if you didn't listen to the fantasy show. And if you didn't, you better get over there and listen to it. But – Jacksonville might try to hold the clock against Houston. It might take Houston three plays to score. So I, I'm I'm not going to bet Houston because of all the things that um, my man Max is saying, that their defense kind of sucks, so they'll keep Jacksonville in the game. But I'm going to lean Houston. There's, I got you. Uh, sometimes you put in numbers and they spit it back out at you and you get really upset. <laughs> This is one of those times where you're screaming at Excel to go fuck itself. I'm going to bet the Jacksonville Jaguars plus the seven uh, points. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's, you it's you telling me double fist in, go do it, you know, jump in both feet, bet Jacksonville plus a seven. Good luck with that. Yeah, thanks. Uh, listen, I'm percentage points away from being another tie. Like, <laughs> It's it's craziness, but yeah, there we go. I'm gonna bet that. Uh, Rich's huge scoring uh, game here is trending down in the totals. It opened at 51. It's 50 flat at Pinnacle, 50 and a half everywhere else. It's a slight over for me, the slightest of overs. Texans 26, Jaguars 25 for a total of 51. And again, these are percentage points I'm talking about here. Like I'm rounding up. With, tech, with Texans to get the 26 here you know so this this is this is a closer game than I think we're, we're all expecting it, it to be and it better be a close game <laughs> well, listen, you, uh, you got like a good seven points to play with or six and a half or whatever so yeah a slight over very slight I have the game going over as well I have uh, Houston winning by a little bit of a wider margin not enough for me to cover but I mean to bet so I'm going to lean the over here I think it's going to I think Houston will get theirs. It's Jacksonville I'm a little worried about. Though they do say gluten-free is going to try to throw the ball a little bit deeper down the field than maybe Gardner did. So uh, maybe you'll see some big plays from Jacksonville, or maybe you'll see some interceptions. All right. So just a lean. Just a lean. Okay. Got you in. It's ever so slightly it's a lean or an over for me. So, yeah, I'm with you guys. I think it is going to go over, not by much. All right, next up, we've got the New York Giants going to the Washington Football Club. Club opened up minus three and a half. They're minus two and a half now. 
Yeah, Daniel Jones has four career wins. Four. Three of them have come against the Washington football compilation. Like that that's 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 his career right now. In his last game against Washington, he only threw for 112 yards, but he ran for 74. He might have some help on the ground this week. Uh, Wayne Gallman has had two consecutive good weeks while Devontae Freeman has been out, and the Washington defense can be run on. Well, they have a great pass rush, but not too awesome against the run. I think if you look at Washington's defense, that's how they've stayed in games because offensively, they're terrible. You know, there's two teams worse than Washington offensively. You guys know who that is? Jets and the Giants. Oh, boy. So, uh, so for Washington, I think their points per game, you look at that, it's trending down. The Giants' points per game trending up. I've already locked this one in over at my bookie, and I kind of pulled a rich, and I misread my spreadsheet. Because I thought I had the Giants winning by two, but I actually have them losing by two. So I should only be leaning the Giants here, but I'm going to uh, I'm going to stick with the bet that I made this morning, and I will, on the show, also bet the Giants. It's the best of both worlds for him, Rich. If he's yeah, wrong, he can say, oh, it was an accident. Yeah, I was Look wrong. Look at this. See? <laughs> that doesn't really count. Yeah. Calling the judges. Yeah. <laughs> well, it counts it counts on my bank account. I mean, I'm betting oh, the Giants. Yeah, I mean, that's all that matters. Yeah. I mean, whatever I say on the show is I mean, it's it's one thing, but what yeah. I actually do, it's same thing with you, Rich. You say one thing on the show and then you accidentally bet the fucking Packers. So I mean yeah. <laughs> that's what matters. What matters well, is what I had the under in account. that game too on Monday night football where I was like, Yeah, with the Rams and the Bears. I'm like, Well, I'm home free on this one. So it just <laughs> that was just a makeup call, you know what I mean? It was, yeah. Mulligan. Yeah. yeah so Right. In this particular case, with the Giants and the Redskins, I, I, the the one identity that you can point to here is the Redskins defense. Otherwise, other than that, it's just bad, bad offense from both teams. Though the Giants defense is on the upswing. I expect this to be a low scoring game. Um but I do expect Washington coming off the bye to be better prepared. Daniel Jones will make his mistakes. I know he's what three and four, three and one against Washington. I, I think he's likely to end up three and two. I don't trust either one of these teams. I'm going to lean the Redskins, but I, I don't know how you can. Oh, I'm sorry, the football squad or the burial ground or whatever they are. I'm going to. I'm just going to lean them. <laughs> yeah, it's a lean for me on Washington when I re, when I put all the numbers in. It, it, it it's telling me to bet Washington. It says the they're going to win by like two and a half three in that range so this is a razor thin game i with almost no margins here i'm just gonna lean them i'm just gonna lean the club here um sex panther he remember on the early show said he wanted that giants money line so mm-hmm. yeah. no, listen i mean i think you know it's it's not a bad play it's one of the possible mon- i do have i do have a money line coming up i do have a panther money line and i think i have a max money line coming up but this this is this could be a close one all right. Uh, the total in this one is 43. It's actually trending up. Well, I mean, I kind of showed my hand here. This is an underplay for me. Mm-hmm. Washington 20, uh, Giants 18, total of 38. I have the game pretty similarly scored. I have the, the, the um, man, I'm just clicking the wrong Excel sheet right and left. <laughs> I'm going to start screaming at the Excel. <laughs> <laughs> I have a 20 to 18, so um, that's under 43. Uh, I'm not going to bet it because I think that 
there's a chance between these two quarterbacks and the defenses being pretty solid that one of the two defenses, if maybe not both of them get a defensive score. And that's something I don't really factor into my projections. If there is a defensive score or two, the game probably goes over. But if you just rely on the two offenses and the two defenses, the game is considerably under. Yeah. Same boat here. Same boat. Almost exactly the same score in that ballpark as you, Rich. I got this game going solidly under. I uh, this is with Rich. I said the same thing. I said 20 to 18. Come on. <laughs> I can't remember that long. There's too many things going on. That was way that was ancient history, Max. Ancient fucking history. Uh, yeah, no, it's an under for me. And this is a, this is a bettable under. Absolutely. All right. Next up, we've got to Las Vegas and Los Angeles. Uh, the Chargers open up minus one and a half. They're minus one pinnacle. My bookie's got this as a pick em. Where to begin on this one? <laughs> uh, Chargers are a team that consistently shows how good they can be before showing who they actually are. Uh, they're a mediocre team with a rookie QB who looks great at moments, but we have to remember, he's a rookie QB. He's going to make mistakes. They could get a big lead and then blow it. Will it happen again this week? Yeah, probably. For the Raiders, they're above 500. They have a chance now to start a playoff run. After suffering through those fierce wins last week in Cleveland, Derek Carr and crew should have a more productive week in SoFi Stadium. Uh, Las Vegas' offensive line is still iffy, but the Chargers' pass rush is even iffier this week. So I do think Derek Carr will have the time needed to get the job done today. I mentioned there aren't a lot of possible money line plays today on the board. I think this is one of them. Uh, you're giving me a point? I get a point somewhere? I'll take the point because, I mean, it's the Raiders. But it's a bet on them nonetheless. I think they could outright win this one. I don't think they could outright win this one. I think they are going to outright win this one. The Chargers are who the Chargers are. They're one of those teams that for whatever reason, and you know, this usually goes back to coaching, but they're, you know, I tell my son all the time, good teams find a way to win, bad teams find a way to lose. They tend to find a way to lose. So last week they looked like they had Denver dead to rights. And the next thing you know, after taking a trip to go get a slice of pizza, come back and sit down at your desk, they're losing the game. I, I think that this won't even – they won't even have a chance to blow it this time. I think the Raiders can get ahead, stay ahead, and, 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 and they're going to win this game. So I'm going to bet the Las Vegas Raiders. Here we go. Let's lock it up, man. I'm in the, I'm in the same boat. Bet the Raiders. I want that point, though. God damn. I'm not paying one minus one oh eight for the Raiders, that's for sure. Uh yeah, I I like it though. I think I think that they win. Um almost handily. What's your sheet spitting out, Max? Is this a touchdown? Uh, uh, no, it's not. I, yeah, I got, got this as a close one. I, I got that by two. I got uh, two. Raiders winning twenty five twenty three. Okay. So I got them winning by two. So again, if if I'm getting one, you know, that's that's a three point variance for me. I think that's enough. Okay. Uh, the total in this one is trending down. It opened at 54. It's 52. I kind of, I kind of just told you what I did there. 25 plus 23 is 48. So that's an underplay for me. Mm. I have, they should have left it at 54. That's the number. That's what they're going to combine for. So I am going to lean the over in that game. Yeah, I'm in pretty much the agreements, Rich. Um, 54, I was going to go under 52. I'm on the over. So. There we go. Whew. It's going to be an exciting game, though, right? I mean, 
It's I think so. Yeah. I think so. Listen, man, like uh, this Herbert kid's really good. He's he's, he's he's a fun quarterback to watch, but like every rookie, he's he's going to make mistakes. You look at how good Joe Burrow is. He makes mistakes. I mean, we're going to we're about to talk in two games from now about another rookie quarterback who made a shitload of mistakes last week. And we'll see, see what he does this week. But that's what rookies do. That's what that's the point. They learn. Yeah. They, they, they see what the NFL experience is like. Some of them have really good games. You know, you're telling me like you wouldn't take Herbert or Burrow over. I don't Danucci? know, like, uh, like Danucci or even Jared Goff <laughs> at this point. Uh, you know, Daniel Jones, Sam Darnold. Uh, I looking at this board like Kirk Cousins. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah. there's a ton of people that have starting quarterbacks uh, positions that would love to have a kid like Herbert out there. So really fun to watch. And on the flip side, I'm not a Derek Carr hater. I really I like I I like Derek Carr much better than his other brother. <laughs> if you remember, oh, his brother yeah. was drafted by the Houston Texans, and uh, not so good. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. This is <laughs> this is going to be fun. Pittsburgh is going to Dallas. Um, potentially one of the best teams in the NFL opened up minus fourteen. They're minus fourteen and a half now. Yeah, I mean, too bad DJ Dallas isn't playing in this game. There'd be lots of porn jokes there at that point. DJ does Dallas or something like that. Uh, I listen. I Dallas is a bad team. Uh, they're so bad. They're starting their fourth quarterback this season, right? I don't think Danucci's starting. I think they're going to start another quarterback this this, this week. Yep, that's what they said. That he's not ready for the NFL. There you go. They have an overpaid running back who is dealing with a hamstring injury. <laughs> running to the, run the refrigerator. You got, you got an, an owner who is saying, "Oh no, I expect Ezekiel Elliott to play this week," undermining the coach. They're a fourteen and a half point underdog at home. So to me, this is funny. To Rich, it's probably just awful to watch. The Steelers should keep their unbeaten streak going this week. I'm just not sure about the spread, man. I mean, they probably can cover this. I think Big Ben is due for a stinker at some point. If Elliott is healthy, if if he's healthy, he should be able to run on this Pittsburgh defense. If, again, here's another big if. If McCarthy actually watched the footage from the Ravens game last week, which he probably didn't. Because McCarthy doesn't seem like a, a diligent head coach. Uh, hopefully this week he practiced the fundamentals, like holding on to the ball, not throwing dumb interceptions, because the Steelers just feast on turnovers. And Dallas turns the ball over way too fucking much. I do have Dallas losing this one by double digits, not by the 14 and a half, though. It could be worse, though. It could be worse if if you're telling me, you know, this is the quarterback we have this week and Ezekiel Elliott is not going to play. So as it stands right now, I will lean Dallas here. But if you told me that the Steelers covered this one, I would have the shocked Pikachu face. It'd be, oh, my God. Wow. Can't believe it. I think Dallas is 0-8 against the spread this year. Is that right? You are like correct, it. sir. You are yes. correct, sir. Yes. <laughs> and Pittsburgh is six and one. Boy, you're really bucking some trends there. And <laughs> I honestly, uh, well, I just say that the last time I went to go see a Cowboys game was the Super Bowl when they beat the, the Pittsburgh Steelers in Arizona. So I, I, when this game goes on, I'll just replay that one. Um, I'm not going to bet this game because I can't stand betting against the Cowboys, but. 
Honestly, I think Pittsburgh could be up 14-0 by the end of the first quarter. That's how bad the Cowboys are. The only thing I can see this game, Pittsburgh gets way out ahead, halftime comes, and then they just run, 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 run the whole second half because they're already up 30, and somehow Dallas manages to get some cheat points. But, I mean, if I were going to bet this game, I would hands down bet Pittsburgh, but I can't do it. I'm a Cowboys fan, unfortunately. I'll lean the Steelers. Yeah, 14, even for Dallas, 14 and a half is too many points to to, to bet on. So I'm going to lean Dallas plus a 14 and a half. If, if, if it was closer to 30, I could bet Dallas comfortably. <laughs> I think if it was close to 30, I might still consider. Have you seen this Cowboys team since Dak left? It's pretty they, bad. They yeah. have the worst offense. What I think, have they gotten over 10 yet? I mean, last week was their biggest production. And then and then they scored three, and then they scored ten. I don't, and then now they're going against one of the most dominating defenses in the league. I, yeah, Cooper Rush. I don't. Was he even on the squad, or was he packing groceries last week? I'm not even sure what he was doing. Hey, well, don't, take, was back, don't take a <laughs> shot at Max's boy there. Hey, yeah, listen, I mean, he, he won the Super Bowl, so that, that could be it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I was just going to say, yeah, maybe he's Kurt Warner, but I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. So it's a lean for me. Uh, the total in this one opened up at 41. It's 43 now. I surprisingly have this going over mm-hmm. by a lot. I mean, I, I, the Steelers, 32. I, don't, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Dallas is going to score 21. They're going to score three touchdowns this week. Whoa. That's a total of 53. Do they get to play three games? Well, I think I think one of them is going to be a defensive touchdown somehow. I think Big Ben's going to fumble it, and and you know it's going to be a goal line, and Dallas just jumps on the ball or something like that. Like uh, I, I again, like. Big Ben's playing way over his expectations in any season right now. He is due for a stinker. He is due to break a rib or something like that. Well, I have this game going way over too, but it's not because of the Cowboys. I I think Pittsburgh could get – what's the over 143 here? Is that 43, right? yeah. I think Pittsburgh can get close to 43 themselves. <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding. I mean, is any, has anybody watched this Cowboys team? I have them actually scoring 36. So, I mean, if the Cowboys can score seven, which I think is questionable, the game goes over. I mean, at least pushes. So I'm going to bet the over here too. Yeah, I like that overplay an awful lot. Somebody's been saying something about the Dallas Cowboys defense all season. Can't remember who. Can't remember who. All of us? Yeah, yeah. (sighs) Something about magnitudes. Yes, yes. (laughs) In the subject line. Yes. I Why email him that. Yeah, I email him that. Yeah, yeah. It'll work. <laughs> it's going to go over. Yeah, it could go over <laughs> Pittsburgh by itself. I want a piece of that big time. All right. We've got Miami and Arizona. The Dolphins on the road are four and a half point dogs. Yeah, with the Niners seemingly done for the season. Can we say that? Can we say that the Niners probably that's it for them? Uh, maybe. Uh, Was that a death rattle? I think so, right? Uh, I don't know. It, it it didn't look good for them. So it means Arizona has a chance to capitalize, make the playoffs, despite the, the West being somewhat loaded. I think it's a mirage. I think the, 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 West, the West is loaded, but it could be a mirage. If you rewind to 2018, the two starting quarterbacks in this game were competing for a Heisman Trophy. So now they're fighting for an NFL win. We know what we have in Kyler Murray, or we think at least we think we know what we have in Kyler Murray. He's he's been a very good quarterback to start off his NFL season, uh, so his career, his NFL career. Uh, the case still out for Tua Tagovailoa. 
Uh, but he, he does have something going for him today because other than Patrick Peterson, the Cardinals secondary is shaky right now. They're dealing with a slew of injuries back there. So you got to hope that, you know, two has been just watching all the things he did wrong last week. And he didn't really have to do much last week because that game was out of hand. That, that, that Dolphins defense did everything they needed to do to put two in a situation where he win his first game. So can he take advantage of a weakened secondary? Uh, we shall see. Defensively, I mentioned it. The Dolphins came up big in key spots last week. They forced turnovers. They, they get some solid field position for their offense. This could be another tough game against an NFC West opponent. They seem to play well against the NFC West. I joked about that the other day. So looking at my numbers here, in theory, I should be betting Miami here. My my particular concern is around Tua. You put Fitzpatrick in this game, I bet the Dolphins outright. Mm-hmm. But I also don't think they're getting four and a half. So I'm going to lean the Dolphins here. I, I do think Arizona pulls out a, a win, probably a close one, maybe like a, a game-winning field goal or something like that. I, I will lean Miami. All right. I think Miami is going to have a hard time containing Kyle Murray, maybe not in the air, but on the ground. I can see him approaching 100 yards rushing this week. Miami's defense is okay against the run, okay against the pass. Um, they're getting a week off. Then they're the number one rated offense in terms of yards, Arizona. I expect Arizona to come out ready to play. Tua, you know, he's in his second start. Fortunately for him, he's not catching a really strong defense in this particular game. But the Miami offense isn't all that good either. Miles Gaskin is out for a couple weeks. Looks like Jordan Howard, who's been a healthy scratch. That's how much the Miami staff thinks of him. He's going to get back into the starting lineup and, and, and be the running back. So their running game is going to be even less effective than it's already been, putting more pressure on Tua. I'm not going to bet the game. I'm close to betting the game, but I'm definitely leaning Arizona. Leaning Arizona. Yeah, it's a lean for me on Arizona, too. I just can't quite get to my comfort zone. So just just a lean for me. Uh, Max, the total in this one is 49. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Uh, wow. No time to mute. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, I have this going over. Arizona 29, Dolphins 28. So a total of 57 there. I, I do think this one goes over. I have this one considerably under. So I have them scoring a combined 43 points. It's uh, it's enough for me to bet. So I am going to bet the under in the Dolphins-Cardinals game. Oof. I'm leaning the under in this one. It's just slightly under the 49. So, yeah, just... I got nothing else to add. It's not an exciting number here. All right. Next up, we've got the last game. Game of the day, maybe. New Orleans, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay opened up minus five. They're minus four and a half as they look for some revenge, Max. Yeah, the buzz in Tampa is surrounding Antonio Brown making his debut. If he is not a distraction, uh, he's just going to be another dangerous weapon to Tom Brady's arsenal. Brady took the high road this week when he was asked about the Patriots' struggles, but you know, deep down, he's just laughing. He's just laughing. It's like, ha, ha, ha. He's laughing at them. You're right. Look at those stupid bastards. They carried an old quarterback for too long and fucked their team over. <laughs> That's exactly right. But you know who could have the last laugh this week is Drew Brees uh, and possibly have the last laugh in the playoffs too because the Bucks defense has shown some cracks the last few weeks and the Saints are getting healthier on the offense side of the ball. Alvin Kamara should have another big week. New Orleans... I believe have has the pieces to keep up with Tampa Bay here. 
So by my numbers, it does seem like the Bucks will eke out a win, but the spread is too much for me. I like I like the Saints earlier in the week. I'm sticking with them now, and this will be my final bet of the week, unless I like the Monday night game. I will bet New Orleans here. I think this game is going to be a pretty tight game. Uh, when they met to start the season, I, I had mistakenly thought that Brady would be ready without much of a preseason, and that proved to be incorrect. Uh, since uh, obviously they've gotten better, they are going to get Antonio Brown back. It looks like Godwin might play as well, so they're going to be really healthy. Gronk seems like he's run, rounding into Gronk esque form. Just haven't seen the the, the sexy touchdown dances yet. Um, I think there's going to the, the uh, Saints are going to be facing a much different. Tampa Bay team than they faced to open the season. And on the flip side, Michael Thomas has been out. Drew Brees has had to go with a patchwork of wide receivers. I think their timing can be off a little bit. I think, you know, we have a little bit of recency bias. We watched Tampa Bay struggle against Chicago, maybe because they were looking ahead to this upcoming game. I'm going to lean Tampa Bay here. I think they're going to win this game, and I think they have a chance to win by a lot, but I'm just going to lean them. Mm, okay. I'm going to lean New Orleans here. I I like that four and a half. I, I I think Tampa Bay probably does win, but not 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 by enough. This is a really close matchup. All right, the total in this one is fifty and a half, down from fifty four. Yeah, I, I have the Bucks winning this one thirty to twenty nine. So you add that up, that is fifty nine. That is a clear overplay for me. And I have them scoring 60 points combined. So I'm only one point off from where you are, Max. That's way over the total. It's a total take for me. So I'm going to bet the over in this game. I just worry because the trademark, I think, for both of these teams, while you know it's, it's old quarterbacks that are ready to collect Social Security checks, but really their defenses is what makes these teams better than probably their opponents. So I'm going to take and bet the over, but I'm scared. Yeah. I I'm, I wanted a piece of the over too. I have it going pretty over pretty much over that 50 and a half pretty easily. So it worries me that it's trending down again. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll fade them before I'll fade them again. Rich, you sure you don't want to change that to a bet? You can just round out the square sucker play, you know, the full, no, I, the full I combo. <laughs> I, I said I bet it, but I'm scared. The, the, uh, the, the point spread. You can take Tampa Bay minus the points and the over in the primetime game. That's the that's the combo. Uh, no, I'm not going to do that. I, I only want to be a sucker, not a square sucker. <laughs> <laughs> Whew, that's it. Every single game on Sunday, boys and girls. Max, that's over. Hey, that is it. Head over to AbsoluteDegeneracy.com and support Degeneracy. In the top corner of the site is the Degen Shop, where you can purchase such fine items as T-shirts or sweatshirts or hoodies or hats, and they can have different things. They could be our Degen Drip. They could be the, the Moneyline Mafia, which we have the Godfather on the show today because the other Godfather decided that he wasn't going to show up today. Make sure to download the DGENs app for Android or iOS. Let us know what you think about our picks, your picks, anyone's picks. You can listen to us on that app or on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Pod. Maybe. Maybe Apple Pod. Fuck. We've been having some issues with, with I, iTunes people uh, and, and, and Apple Pod. So if – just know we put out a show every day and, and sometimes multiple shows. If you don't see it 
on Apple Pod. Just come to check the app. out. Yeah, come to the app or check out Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Podcast, Google Pod, Podcast Addict, TuneIn, Podtel, and iHeartRadio. Listen to us. Like it, we we put out a show. Trust me, it's going to be there. No matter where you listen to us at or can't listen to us at on Apple Pod, please highest rating, comment, subscribe, download, and listen to every single episode. Rich, final words. Do you think we're getting tagged because fraud is no longer a word you can use? <laughs> it's our love for Green Bay that's getting us killed by Apple. Yeah, there you go. Well, if Apple doesn't want uh, people to listen to us, then why don't we just give Apple a big middle finger? And everybody you know, go tell everybody you know to download and listen to Absolute Degeneracy using Apple. That can send them a message that the Green Bay frauds are really the fraud, 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 frauds. So let them know on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, however it is that you communicate. Because friends don't let friends bet without absolute degeneracy. You know why? Because when you listen to us, you make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.